0: Tootsies, which is a very famous hockey tonic, they would have fights, so at least once a month they would call me because someone would bust out the window. So I would get a call at like four in the morning, can you come out here and let her, her windows. That kept me going for a while. <laughs> I'm Norma G. Maloney and I'm a sign painter. When I was a kid, I had a very strange fascination with typography. It started with cereal boxes. So I would be eating my cereal, and would have a sketch pad, and I would draw the Cheerios lettering or the Fruit Loops or whatever, which was totally odd, and my sisters thought I was a complete freak. And I was. <laughs> you know, as I got older, it moved to album covers, uh, Fleetwood Mac or Bob Seger lettering. Any, the more ornate, the better. And I actually made a tasty little living doing the Kiss lettering in high school. Because my mom was a single mom and things were pretty rough, I wasn't really brought up thinking about having a career. I was brought up thinking about just surviving. So I didn't really think of it as a career. I just, I didn't go there in my brain. Well, I wanted to be an architect. I obviously couldn't afford to go to school or anything. And a friend of mine's mom asked me to repaint some lettering on a window. And I didn't know anything about the brushes or the paint or how I was going to do this. So I went to a hobby store. I got some paint that I used to use to paint models when I was a kid. You know, the little paint that comes in a little thing about the size of a thimble with a nylon brush. That's what they give you. Imagine trying to paint lettering on a glass window in Kentucky when it's 87 degrees with a nylon brush. So I struggled with this window for three days. And, you know, it didn't look like it did originally. I was just going over what the other sign painter done. I'm like, this is horrible. Like, how do they make it so smooth, you know? And this guy came up on a bicycle, this beautiful man with a beard, and he said, young lady, are you a sign painter? And I was like, no, and I don't want to be. This is, this is horrible. He said, I'd be right back. So he came back about 15 minutes later, and he had one shot paint and a quill, and he loaded the brush for me, and he handed it to me, and he said, try that. And I put that brush on the glass and right then, that minute, I knew that's what I wanted to do. It was night and day, just lovely. Turned around and thank him, and he was gone. I got to thank him a few years back. He heard me on NPR when he was in Kansas City. And they were interviewing me, and I told the story about the guy on the bike. And he said, that young lady's talking about me. And his friends were like, you're full of shit, you know? And he's like, no, that, that was me. I was in Kentucky. I was on a bike. I handed a young lady a brush. And so he came down here and surprised me. I was leaving work one day in Austin. And this truck pulls up, and this man gets out with a beard. And he said, are you leaving for the day? And I said, not if you want a sign. He goes, oh, I got something better than that. So I got out of my truck, and we're walking toward each other. And I just knew his eyes. I get choked up every time I tell this story. I, it was like, it's you. And he said, it's me. And I just put my arms around him. I said, thank you. I've been in his shoes a lot. A lot of people call me or email me. And want to get into sign painting. So um, if they're local, I say, come on by. I have an open studio policy. I like to help out the youngsters. I have an apprenticeship program where I pay you to learn and I answer every email. I take every opportunity I can to to help folks. And it's just amazing. It's such a great feeling to know that you projected someone into their passion. You know, back in the 80s when the vinyl machine came out, People really held on to their craft. They really held on to their secrets, and they didn't want to help you. So I got a lot of no's, a lot of rejections, and even if I was in that environment, people didn't want to share anything with you. It's like, I learned this the hard way. You learn it the hard way. And and that's great. I'm glad I did. I'm glad I learned it the hard way because I know what I'm doing, and I appreciate what I do, and I'm grateful every day. But a couple of tips would have been handy from now on, <laughs> you know, um, I started driving trucks because I had a really bad divorce in Nashville. I had a drinking problem. I had a really bad drinking problem. And I had to shape up. And I couldn't do my art anymore. I couldn't focus anymore. I was was in Nashville hanging out with the coolest people in town, and I lost sight of what was important, so I needed to remove that obstacle. And I've always wanted to drive a truck since I was a little kid, and I thought, well, I mean, I guess some people might do it, but I'm not going to be, like, hitting a bottle while I'm driving down the road. So it was a really good way for me to, like, learn another trade, Go out and do something blue collar, get away from my environment, and restart. Just press restart. What you really need to do when you're in trouble is listen to yourself. Your voice is telling you. You, you got issues, you need to fix it. Oh so, yeah, went to truck driving school. Got my CDL, and they hand me keys to a brand new Freightliner. It was amazing, it saved my life. But when you come really close to losing your life and not having a life, and you get it back, Every day is my breath of fresh air.